We are live. Welcome back to another episode. Episode 18, I believe. Yes. I'm Braden. This is my co-host, Nick. Hello there. And we are Deceptively, Deceptively Honest. Um, we were recording this Friday night, the uh, day before the start of the NFL playoffs. Yes, um, yes. So today, we thought we would just focus on NFL. Um, maybe a tad bit of a shorter episode than you guys are used to, but it's just a one-segment thing. And we have another episode on ice that we'll release shortly, too. Um, so is this? are we going to be a little out of order no, we'll just release this one first, and then the, because uh, that other episode we did was just the music reviews, right? From those three albums. So. Okay. So yeah, we sh- we'll be fine, um, and we'll release that shortly too for the music fans. Um, but yeah, man, NFL playoffs in full swing. Love this time of year. It always sucks and is a weird feeling once the NFL season ends. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm wearing my Alvin Kamara jersey. Thanks to my uh, co-host here, Mr. Braden, buying me this. and It might be the best um, present I've ever gotten you. It's It probably is. I mean, I was pretty in shock when you showed me you got this. I was like, no <laughs> way. And I'm wearing it, and we're not even playing this weekend. So Hey, got a rep, man. Always. Yeah, hopefully we pick a quarterback and not another like bust of a defensive lineman. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, enough about my team. <laughs> Those, uh, my team does not matter this weekend. It's all about these playoff teams. Yeah, and my team actually does, and this will be the only week that it does because our season will be coming to a halt as well, well in a I mean, days. it's not a perpetual like fact. Let's look at it this way. The Steelers got in because the Colts <laughs> lost to the worst team in the NFL in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So at this point, anything can happen. Yeah. I guess I should be a tad more optimistic considering how crazy the NFL season would be. Yeah. And think about this. The Chargers and Raiders were literally seconds away from tying in the last game of the season. Which would have been so crazy. Which would have been... I mean, to be honest, that was one of the craziest last games of the regular season I've ever witnessed. So, and the fact that the Raiders ended up beating them, and there's still theories going on right now about whether or not the Raiders and Chargers game was going to end in a tie. And there's still, like, speculation about whether the Raiders were going to just let the clock run out. So, in that effect... The regular season was a crazy wrap. It was. That was wild. This is one of the most entertaining regular or postseasons that I see in, as of right now, sitting before the wild card games start tomorrow. Anything really can happen. Oh, definitely. And that's the excitement of the playoffs. And it's been just a wild season in general. Um, Right. But it, I mean, unlike other times where there's clear favorites. There's a lot of potential from either team in these matchups. Yeah. Like, I could, I mean, the wild cards could just sweep. Or the, not the wild cards, the lower seeds could win every game. And it wouldn't absolutely surprise me. The Steelers one is the craziest one to me. Yeah. But anything really could happen at this point. Yeah. No, yeah, me too. Um, but I guess before we touch on the playoffs, which we will shortly, I figure we could just talk about, you know, 
what usually happens the day after the season ends. Correct. Co- coaches moving and yep. stuff. And, and I'll start with boot. I'll start with the two that we were talking about all season. Nagy and Zimmer out of there. And they cleaned yeah. house too. I'm pretty sure their GMs left too and got the boot. Yeah. Um uh, the and deservedly so for <laughs> the moves that they made. Getting rid of Stefan Diggs. I mean they got okay, JJ maybe out of not it. maybe not Stefan Diggs necessarily, but more so giving Kirk Cousins the money that he received has really hurt their salary cap and Kirk Cousins has kind of shown that he's not gonna win you the biggest game of the year or even get you there. Yes. Um so that makes sense. And then for the Bears a little more surprised. Uh, slightly more surprised because Khalil Mack, the Khalil Mack trade was great for them. Yeah. It really panned out. Um, so a little more surprised. I think the roster was just poorly constructed. Maybe Mitchell Trubisky getting picked as high as he was. Yeah. But, sorry, I'm going to let you <laughs> get to the, the coaches. Oh, no, you're good. Because, uh, I mean. They've just been calling for Nagy's head for a while. Nagy. Chicago has. And it's insane to think about that it's only been two years since Matt Nagy was named Coach of the Year. I know. Two years ago. And they were seen as a big threat in the NFC. Yeah. Um, I just think the GM makes sense for the Chicago Bears because... You know, it's the Bears. It's a historic franchise that's used to winning right. and being in the playoffs. They're, they're like a they're a proud franchise. Right. And they're just they don't have that level of respect anymore. But they just haven't been able the Bears almost throughout their franchise history is almost a curse. Yeah. That they've never been able to find their franchise quarterback. Yeah. They've never had that that guy that's like, oh, he's a superstar. They've struggled. Yeah. In that department, and offensively, they've struggled in the past years with a offensive-minded coach like Nagy, which, I mean, his firing was inevitable. Yeah. Like, he was talking about it in the media. Um, so, I think he knew, everybody knew, that was probably the most obvious coach firing of the offseason. Yeah, I think we all saw that coming. Um, yes. It'll be cool for the Bears, you know, get a new mind in it, head coach to work with Justin Fields. Um, and yeah. I because th- I do like Jay Fields. I think he could be a good quarterback. He, he's got potential. He does, and it just takes the right coach that he works well with to unlock that. So, well, I have seen. I know you're going to talk about him soon, but they did just interview Brian Flores for the head coaching job, and so did the Houston Texans. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just jump to that. That was the dumbest. That was coach firing that's I've ever seen in my life. Worst. I was shocked. I think it was... He's a great coach. Yeah. It was last, uh, I think, Monday. I think it was Monday when I saw he got fired. And they just came off of beating the New England Patriots, finishing the season, what, I mean... Nine and eight. Were they nine and eight? Nine and eight, yeah, I think. Yeah, nine and eight, because he had back-to-back winning seasons with them. I mean, I don't boggling. I don't even know what to say at this point with Miami. Like, I heard the rumor is that he didn't, like, he wasn't vibing well with the GM and Tua. But is that really your biggest issue as your head coach when your defense is looking pretty elite? 
Yeah, no, they lost a good one there. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what to say. Their about problem Miami. lies uh, at the quarterback position. I don't know. It's. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, there's a high chance they're gonna try and bring in an offensive-minded head coach because Flores was a DC for New England. Yeah, and they're like, we gotta develop Tua. Brian Flores wasn't developing him right. Blah, 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 blah. They're going to do that. Their defense is going to suffer. And Tua's, he might get a little better, but I don't, I really don't see him being the top talent that he was projected to be out of the draft. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone knows I'm not a Tua guy, but, uh, I, yeah, I just don't see that he could get much better, even with an offensive minded coach. And like you said, the defense should take a toll from this. And it was just super weird when I saw that. I, I it was I, I, I didn't expect that at all. But uh yeah, I saw that he got interviewed by Chicago and Houston. Um I just don't know how much different him going to the Bears would make that Bears team because Nagy's also a defensive minded coach and No, Nagy was an O C. But I feel like he he's I mean, he was from Kansas City. Yeah, but I feel like I mean, if they're look if the Bears are really looking for an offensive guy to unlock their offense, Flores is still a great coach obviously, but how different are Justin Fields and Tua? No different. If anything, you get a more mobile quarterback who can improvise improvise better. Um, exactly. Where Tua, I mean, he can run, but he is primarily a pocket passer. Where t- where Justin Fields shows me flashes of Russell Wilson, improviser. Yeah, I just feel like I just don't know if that's going to be the guy to unlock Justin Fields' potential. No, no. You're if you if you're Chicago and you're trying to bring Flores in, you're trying to bolster your defense like you had two years ago. That yeah. was. By far the best or second best defense in the entire league. And to be honest, I feel like Flores to Chicago, when I thought about it after he got fired, probably is one of the best fits. He's a great defensive mind. Chicago has the history of having great defenses. That's what I think of when I think of the Chicago Bears is having a great defense. Yeah. So if you... Yeah, and kind of like the Steelers with the steel curtain. I mean, they've had flashes of great offenses, but when they're at their best, the Steelers are at their best. Defensive they have ball. a great defense. You know, and it's, I mean, history changes, but I think your best bet with Chicago is to get that defensive-minded coach. You can get your offense on the field a lot more and not have your defense wear out if you have a guy like Flores. I mean, that's no, yeah, that's I, my view. I and like it. If I was the Bears and just fired Nike, yeah, go get the best coach on the market right now, which would probably be Flores. Yeah, I, um, would, I would say so with the head coaching experience he's shown. Yeah, he's the best option. Yeah, and so I wasn't surprised, but... Yeah, like I, uh, it's Tua and Justin Fields. Like I think Justin Fields does have more upside, and but you know it's kind of like the same problems with them: the decision making, the lack of the deep right. ball. Um, 
Yeah, and they're still young. Like Tua's still a very young character. Justin Fields is a a rookie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think the best thing to do for your rookie quarterback is to have an elite defense. Yeah, and to be honest, Tua didn't take advantage of having the elite defense he's had the past couple years. I mean, he's dealt with injury issues as well, but. I mean, yeah. I feel like they they were seen as a playoff team this year, even if you're one of the worst. It was a disappointing year for Miami, in all in all. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, tough division, but yeah, somewhat of a disappointment. Um, they have a they have a pretty good roster, but yeah, um, y- yeah, yeah. Next coach, <laughs> no surprise, Joe Judge. See ya. Get out of New York. Oh yeah, um, I mean. That was that was talked about for a while. He was a dumb dick. Yeah, there wasn't much to say about Joe Judge. It was an interesting hire from the start. Yeah, see ya. Um, I mean, <laughs> that, I don't really have it. much to say on it. He's he, he's a weird guy, terrible coach. He is a weird dude. <laughs> I mean, he was hired as a he was hired because I think he was New England's special teams coordinator. New and, England coaches, man. And I was like. A special teams coordinator got a head coaching job? Yeah. That's got to be pretty rare. We'll see how it works out. And it didn't really work out. The offense was terrible. Yeah. Just just abysmal. It was. Um, And the next and the last, um, which, you know, I honestly have a weird take on this. I do not think David Coley should have been fired from the Texans. You know what? I, I don't think so either. Ex- I thought they actually somewhat exceeded expectations. They did exceed expectations. For how terrible that ro- Like, what do you expect the guy to do? I can't name three Texans defenders, bro. I I can barely name three offensive players on the Texans. So, like, it's... I mean, do they still have Eric Reed? I think so. I mean, Davis <laughs> Mills, Brandon Cooks. Um, I mean, they, didn't they cut Philip Lindsay? Yeah, they cut if okay, jeez. If you get cut from the Texans, your career is especially this year, your career is in jeopardy. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't even know. I can't think of the Texans record off the, my top of my head, but it's more than projected. I think they won four 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 maybe four, five games. Maybe five. But like when you think of the Texans, you think of Almost beating Tennessee last week when Tennessee was playing for the one seed. You right. think of them upsetting the Chargers a couple weeks back. Yeah, they like, did. They did beat the like, Chargers. I don't know. Like I think David Coley should have kept his job, kind of like a Dan Campbell type thing. Because what do you expect them to do, bro? Like with that roster, I don't know. But I mean, they're yeah, they had one of the worst rosters. We projected them to be a, a bottom five team. Yeah, and in their defense. I think they still were a bottom five team. They'll still pick in the top five. But, yeah, an awful roster uh, deconstructed by Bill O'Brien. And David Coley came into an awful situation. So I don't really know what more he could have done. Bill O'Brien's a dumb dick. Yeah, no, Bill O'Brien totally. I, I don't know if I've ever seen in my lifetime. I don't think I've ever seen a G or a coach, GM, yeah. Screw over a franchise. Like, the roster they had, they had playoff potential, 
and he got rid of D Hop. I mean, they threw it out the window. It, it's it's awful what happened to Houston. Only a few, a couple of years removed from being a playoff threat to being one of the worst teams. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, complete. I mean, the D Hop thing is definitely what comes to mind when I think of Bill O'Brien. Yes, I mean that. In my opinion, is one of the worst trades I've ever seen in NFL history. It was absurd because yeah, you know, D Hop's still an elite receiver, but at that time he was like the in best his prime, the best receiver. Yeah, in the league. I mean he's at at this point in time he's a future Hall of Fame wide receiver that you traded for a backup running back in David Johnson. I crazy trade. What? the hell was he thinking was he was he smoking something was he drinking too much <laughs> i don't know what to tell you about bill o'brien other than he's an idiot yeah i mean as soon as they saw that they were exporting trades for d hop the cardinals must have just sent some low ball and for some reason they pulled the trigger on it he's like i'm <laughs> obvious yeah he, he had like the two buttons where it's like accept decline and he had a couple like too many drinks and he's going to hit the decline, and he hits accept. Either that or he loved or David he loved Johnson. David. How? <laughs> he literally liked his game. How do you love David Johnson? <laughs> like, he had one good year. And, like, if, I mean, I remember playing fantasy football. and like, oh, yeah, David Johnson looks pretty good. David Johnson was a crazy pickup that one year when he broke out. Yes. That one Otherwise, people, people leagues that year. Yeah. He was like the Jamar Chase of this year. Yeah, I mean, I didn't win. But, yeah, otherwise... He's a he. I don't even know what to say. Bill but yeah, Ryan, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um. But David Coley, I hope you find a you know at least a OC or DC spot somewhere because yeah, I don't think you did a terrible job coaching the Texans. No. Um. I guess now we'll uh, jump into. Uh, oh yeah. Also, I was thinking about free agency. I'm excited to do the free agency the video. The free agency video should be that'll be fun. Quite a ride. That might have to be a two-parter if we do like the top 50 free agents, but we'll see. Yeah, the, it's gonna be a long. That might be a pretty long video. Uh, like we're gonna be like, are they gonna stay? Where do you think they're gonna go? It, it might be a two-part. Probably. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll focus on that later. But I am excited for that video. But tomorrow, there's two games. We'll start with the first. We got the Raiders at Cincinnati Bengals. That is the 1 o'clock game. Hmm. A game that I really wanted to watch. That was like one of the games I actually really wanted to watch. It's um, it's intriguing. It's an intriguing matchup. Vegas has played. They have far exceeded what I thought they would do with everything that has happened with the team off the field. Yeah. It's kind of mind-boggling to think that they've pulled themselves together and they're a playoff team. And they're not a joke. I don't want to I don't want to come off and say the Raiders are a joke. Their defense looks a lot scarier than I thought. Max Crosby is one of the upper echelon defensive ends in our league right now. In the league, not our. I mean, we don't play in the NFL, but he's good. And I mean, their offense has still played well. Their run game is really what is surprised me. Their offensive line has played great. Josh Jacobs is picking up whatever he wanted in that last game I watched against the Chargers. Yeah. If Josh Jacobs wanted to go run for five yards, he would get it easily. 
The Chargers do have the worst run defense in the NFL. They but yes. do, which is but yes. <laughs> surprising, but yes, they do. Which is crazy because um, I thought it would be the Steelers. The Steelers are second to last. but In run defense? Which is also surprising. That have, is surprising. We have two first all-proers on the line that was just announced yesterday yes, or today. Yes, TJ and Cameron Hayward. They were both first team, but yet we have the second to worst run defense in the NFL. But TJ's, well. TJ's more of a. He's not a run guy. He's he's not a run stopper. He's more of a pa- he's a pass. But Cam Hayward, like in the middle, that's what he does. You would so expect that's just surprising. Him. Yes. But um, but anyways, uh, Vegas at Cincinnati. Yeah, it's a good match. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I expect a a high scoring game on this one. High scoring for the playoffs. I'm like when I say that, I mean like scores in the twenties. Um, mm-hmm. I say I don't want to. I really don't. But I'll take Cincinnati, and I'll take them. I'll just take a classic, twenty-eight to twenty-one, maybe twenty-eight to twenty-four. Um, no, twenty-eight to seventeen. Final answer. <laughs> twenty-eight to Final seventeen. Final answer. Lock it in. Um, yeah, I I feel like the Raiders' offense has looked pretty good in the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. and. Their defense has also as well. But since he's just like the hot topic right now, man, and they're rolling. Um I mean they did just lose to the Browns, but you know, they didn't play their starters. Um, no, they didn't Burrow didn't play, Chase yeah. barely played. I mean they Mixon didn't play. I, I wouldn't really take last week's game into account. Yeah. I'll take this Bengals by two scores, maybe like ten points. But I also will say that I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders win this game, but yes. Um. Okay. I I really like Cincinnati in the postseason. I I think they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Like you said. Um. And although it's an intriguing matchup, I I gotta take Cincinnati. Uh. For sure, it's one of my one of three games where I feel pretty confident about who's gonna win. And Cincinnati's one of them. They look really hot. I like them 31-21. Yeah, yeah, that'll be my score prediction. I think they'll score 30 points in this game with their offense looking as hot as it has. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. give me Cincy. Um, and then the next game of the day, the nightcap, we got the Patriots at Buffalo. Um mm. Which, you know, we saw the two of them meet in Buffalo, obviously, their divisions this season. And, you know, the Patriots won there. But it was the game where Mac Jones threw, like, three times. Right. And I hate to break it to you, Mac, you're going to have to pass this game. Yeah. The Bills aren't going to let that happen again at home. Um, Mac's going to have to air it out against this defense. Which is going to be a challenge. It'll be a big challenge. Although, I don't think... I mean, Tredavious White is out for the year, so that's a huge plus. But you still have two two amazing safeties, one of which is a first-team All-Pro all pro. in Poyer. Poyer. Yeah, yeah. which it's like I could believe either of them being first. I mean, Micah Hyde's also an amazing no, yeah, safety. One of the best tandems in the NFL, if not the. Yeah, so um, I it's it will be a big challenge for Mac Jones tomorrow. It will. Because when they met the second time in this season, 
They played in New England. Mac had to throw, and you know the Bills beat them. Yeah, kind of handily, I think. Um, at least by two scores. Um, it, um, yeah, it wasn't like a blowout by any no, means. No, that's not what I'm but saying. But yeah, they I mean, took care of business. Yeah, they they um, had the game in hand. Um, and I see the same thing this game. Um, you know the Bills have looked very, very wave wavy this season. They've been trending up, then they've been trending down, trending up again, trending down again. But right now they look solid. They look like the Bills we'd think they'd be. You know, they're in the playoffs. They're the three seed. I expect them to win this game. It's just in the playoffs, man, coaching matters a lot. And that's where I'll tip my cap to Bill. But in crunch time, in those final minutes of the playoffs, it comes down to the players. And the Bills just have the roster for it. And they got the team for it. And it's Josh Allen on the other side of the ball, like a superstar. And I trust that more in the playoffs than what the Patriots got. So, uh, close score. Closest game, I guess. Maybe like a. A twenty-four to seventeen, maybe twenty-four to fourteen, something like that. Okay. See, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But I actually believe the opposite. In in terms of you you said players matter at the end of the game, which I mean they're the ones playing the game, but they're gonna do what the coaches say. And to be honest, I see the the Patriots being a big problem for the Bills in the first round. I do not think the Bills wanted to play them for a third time. No. Like, especially division games where we've discussed that anything can happen. Anything can happen because... It's the only division game, too, in the playoffs. N- oh, no. Besides Rams-Cardinals. Yeah, um so, I really don't know what the Bills are going to give. Because to start this year, I had the Bills as my preseason favorites to win the whole thing. I was going to be, like, I was riding the Bills wagon the whole time. Yeah, uh, full steam ahead. <laughs> and they've, like, they've done well, and then they crapped the bed. They've done well, they crapped the bed. I just think they're too inconsistent in this moment against one of the best masterminds in the game. And I really like the Patriots in this one. I, I It's a bold take. No, but I like it. I like it. The Patriots, I feel like, are going to be able to scheme them up very well. Although they didn't play a good game last week in Miami. I'm gonna take the Patriots in this one in a very, but a very low scoring game, because that's the key to the Patriots winning this is they have to win the defensive side of the ball, yeah. slow down Josh Allen and that offense. If they do that and they can run clock like they did the in their first meeting, they will definitely win. I'm gonna take the the New England Patriots beating the Bills. Uh, Give me 17 to 14 in overtime. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. Sunday, um, we open up in the morning with the good old Philly at Tampa Bay. Um, you know, mm. uh, I'll make this one short. I got the Bucks. Um, you know, the f- I, I, I've, really? I, I've been on the Eagles train the past couple weeks, and I've been saying that they're a sleeper because no one's really talking about them, and they're a hot team right now. Yeah. Surprisingly, but... 
I don't see Philly walking into Tampa Bay and beating Tom Brady first round of the playoffs, if it comes down to it. Um, in fact, I think it has the potential to get kind of embarrassing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Sli- slightly. Um, but at the same time, Brady's without weapons. He's out without two of his wide receivers, one of which isn't on the team anymore. Um, but they still have a really good surprising run game. And it's Tom Brady. He's not going to lose to the Eagles in the first round. Um, I'll go. Uh, I'll go twenty-four to ten, Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll make this pretty short as well, or fairly short. Yeah, the the bus is going to stop here. Philly has exceeded expectations on the year. It's they're a surprising playoff team to say the least. Um, and Jalen Hurts is like I like we've said, he has definitely surprised everybody in showing that he's actually a competent starting quarterback in the NFL. Am I gonna take them to win this game? No chance. Tom Brady <laughs> rarely loses in the first round. The last time he lost in the first round. He lost to a very talented Tennessee Titans team that yeah. made it to the AFC Championship game. But this Eagles team should not surprise anybody uh, on Sunday. Uh, Tampa Bay will be able to win this game. And, yeah, I don't think it's going to be close either. I, I think it will probably be defensively. The Eagles should be able to stop the run game, but Tom Brady's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at 40-whatever years old. 45, 46, uh, something ridiculous like that. He's old as dirt. Um, He should be able to pass all over him. I'll I'll give it a 28 to 10. Yeah, I'm right there with you, buddy. I agree. Um, and then the afternoon game, we got uh, the Niners at Dallas. Mm, that um, should be a really good game. I think it will be a really good game, too. And Yeah, I mean, I think it could be the potential to be the, fir- the best game we see um, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah oh, I mean, in the yes. first round, I mean. Um, right. Besides Cardinals-Rams, but I'll touch on that later. Um, but yeah, Niners, Dallas. I really like the Niners right now. They look kind of hot. Um, Dallas chokes a lot in scenarios like this. Um, they just, they're just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's the Cowboys, man. But I see the Niners coming into Dallas and winning this game. I do. I don't know why. I just really like this for them because their defense is playing really well right now. The Niners defense is really good right now. The Cowboys' offense doesn't look spectacular like they should be. Um, I see them giving Dak some fits this game, and I like I, I like the Niners in this game, man. I'm not saying I like the matchup of the Niners' offense versus the Cowboys' defense because I don't, but I think I like the Niners for a defensive touchdown in this game or something like that. Um, they're a hot defense. They're a hot team right now. And I don't like Dallas in the playoffs, man. I just don't. I think this is a game that I can see them losing, and I think they will. Now, score-wise, I've bounced back and forth from, like, a low-scoring game to, like, a high-scoring game. 
I don't see it being a low-scoring game, though, when it comes down to it. Um, I think it'll be cl- very close. I think it'll be a very good game. But I see the Niners doing like a 27-24. And I like them for that right now. Okay. That's a fair take. Because this is one of the best matchups, especially since it's a non-divisional. But you got to think back. This is one of the hottest all-time rivalries in all of football. I mean, the Cowboys and Niners back in the 90s. Classic. These guys did not like each other. I mean, even before that, too. I mean, these guys have been rivals for years. I mean, I got to stop saying I mean, but it's a great matchup. It's in Dallas. And I read something that the Rams were surprised that the Niners, there were so many Niners fans at the Rams game. And they were overwhelmed because they didn't have as much of a home field advantage in L.A. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking... Really? You guys aren't surprised by that? The Niners have one of the strongest fan bases. Uh, But here's the thing. The Cowboys have the strongest fan base. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I'm well aware. If you were to choose who has the biggest fan base in the NFL, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to ride with their team. Yeah. Um, And it's a fascinating game. Like... Are the Cowboys going to perform well against a non-divisional opponent? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play a great game? There's a lot of interesting variables in this, and it could go either way. Yeah. But here's my initial take. I really am in love with this Cowboys offense. I think they have a great offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. I feel like he should be a head coach in the NFL with how he's really turned around this offense and made Dak Prescott become a top 10 quarterback easily, even top five, if you want to debate that. Which is a debatable take, but... Top seven, for sure. Top seven, for sure? I think so. Okay. I think he falls right outside top five, in my opinion. But like you said, it's up for debate. It's up for debate. And he's had a great season after coming off that injury from last year. I really like them in this game. I really like the Cowboys, which is a crazy take because you got to think they're one in one of the weakest divisions in the sport. And the Niners have looked great, too. I don't want to take away from what the 49ers have done. They've exceeded expectations off of last year and what was a disappointing year after going yeah. to the Super Bowl. And now they're the, they're a, a wild card team looking for a big upset. But I really don't trust them in this game. I Mainly it's Jimmy Garoppolo against this defense. Yeah, I get that. I... I see there being a big problem where Dallas could just ramp up points quick and Jimmy Garoppolo's going to have to play from behind. force yeah, play from behind and force the ball downfield. Now against the Rams, 
he was able to do that, supplemented by that run game. They had the whole second half to come back in that game and pull off a comeback yeah. and pretty much screw my team over. This game, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball as efficiently against this Dallas front. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to pass a lot more. The tricks are going to be very difficult with Debo Samuel. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys in this one. Sorry, Evan. But Cowboys, I'm going to take them 35-31. to 31. And I'm going to say it's close. This It's not like I'm going to say this is a blowout. Dallas will score on the last possession of the game, down 31-28. to 28. It'll be a touchdown in the back corner of the end zone to Amari Cooper to put them up four points. Maybe 30 seconds left, but that's what I'm going to say. I, I think the Cowboys' offense is is very legit. And oh, definitely. They're, they're a serious threat in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to go against what you said. Give me the Cowboys. Okay, bet. And then we got uh, the nightcap. We got... Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Chiefs, and we all know I'm a Steelers fan. Um, I'm trying to be a bit more optimistic, but I just don't see it. With the level that Ben's playing at right now, I don't love it. The league doesn't like it. I don't like it. Um, but here's what I'll say. When we met earlier in the season. It was a blowout. It was like 36-10. to 10. It won't be a blowout this game. I'll at least give my Steelers that. I like the Chiefs for three touchdowns and a field goal and I like us for three field goals and a touchdown so I'll go 24 to 16 um yeah I like this I like that score 24 to 16 um we'll be playing from behind most of the game most of our points will come in the fourth quarter trying to stage some late comeback of some sort um but at the end of the day the Chiefs are really hot right now they're considered some like uh they're considered one of the favorites at this point. So, uh, yeah, and I'll, like I fear them more than I fear the ti- Titans. I was really hoping the Titans would lose to the Texans that Sunday so we'd play the Titans. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, 24-16 Chiefs. I'll be watching, though, and I'll be hopeful, but we'll see. Yeah, see, I don't know. I... Pittsburgh has shown a lot of resilience to me over the last couple weeks. Because although last game, uh, last week's game was without Lamar Jackson, they played a they played a really tough, gritty game that I'm not sure the Chiefs are gonna be ready for. Patrick Mahomes might struggle this game. T.J. Watt looks like one of the best edge rushers. Oh, he is the best uh, edge rusher right now. One of the best defensive players, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah, I guess I forgot to mention that. Like, we look completely different when T.J. Watt's on the field. He was barely yes. on the field against the Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. That's why I think it'll be closer. But, yeah, go ahead. Right. I mean, he, he's just a disruptor. And if Patrick Mahomes is pressured, he's. I mean, if he gets flustered in the pocket... It's a whole different ball game. So I don't know. I I don't think this game is going to be as far off as many people think it will be, uh, especially with 
the way Pittsburgh's defense has been playing, they've been able to get to the quarterback and really cause mayhem up front. Their secondary, I don't love your guys' secondary. Actually, I really don't love your guys' linebacker play, Yeah, to be the, honest. That's the problem. And that's the one thing that is probably going to hurt you in this game is Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I agree. Is going to probably wreak mayhem in the middle of the field against your linebackers. No, I agree, because we have to use Minka to play over top for Tyreek. Yes. And so that just leaves Devin Bush one-on-one with Travis Kelsey is a matchup he's going to lose every time. Yes, and it's unfortunate because that's the thing about the Chiefs is they have one of the speediest, most talented wide receivers outside, and then they got Travis Kelsey, debatably the best tight end in the NFL, doing whatever he wants in the middle of the field. If he wants to get open, he'll get open. So although it won't be as far off of a game as many people predict it will be, because I think the spread was like 13 points, the Chiefs will end up winning this game. Yeah. Regardless, the Chiefs will win, especially since they are considered a favorite, probably it might be the favorite right now. To win the whole enchilada. Um, score prediction wise, I think they're still going to score a, a crap ton of points. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'll say final score 30, give me 34 to 24. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. One of those where we score like twenty points in the fourth quarter to try to. Yeah, I mean your guys's fourth quarter offense is undefeated. <laughs> I've seen, I've watched that game against you, the Steelers versus the Vikings and the Chargers and yeah. the Chargers game where they were down by so much. It's like, well, turn the TV off, the game's yeah. over, and then they just start scoring a ton of points, and you're like, no, I could definitely <laughs> see that happening. Yeah, I mean, very likely it will be. Like twenty eight to like ten or something. Ten in the fourth quarter and like, all right, turn the T V off. And then they'll start <laughs> scoring points. And I'll be like, Well, what the heck where the heck was this all game? Yeah. One thing that's actually kinda cool that I did not expect at all, like uh what's today, Friday? Wednesday, we like Juju practiced and he's trending upwards to play on Sunday, which is crazy. That would be promising. Which is crazy. We have like till four tomorrow to activate him. But well, that would be wild, man. I did not expect that at all. I thought he was done for the year, but it would just be another threat outside to help out. Because yeah. I don't know your third wide receiver right now is James Washington. Ray Ray. Is it Ray Ray Mc- Is James Washington out for the year? Or? Mm, no, he was just on COVID last week. But Ray Ray was getting reps over him regardless. Really? And Ray Ray, you know, he's made he some just, really clutch he's plays. Fat. He's shiftier. He's our slot guy right now with Juju out. Right. So. Which that makes sense because he also punt returns for you yeah. guys. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, that'd be pretty cool because that'll most likely be Juju's last game in Steelers uniform. So um, I'd love to see that. It's probable. Yeah. Probable. I, I feel like it, it. It's not looking great for him to. Yeah. So I would definitely love to see him out there one last time. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. Okay. But then the final game, the Monday night game, we got the Cards at the Rams. One of the more intriguing matchups for sure. 
Um, you know, like yes. we said, division games. Like literally anything could happen. It could be a blowout. It could be a really close game. It could be a classic division game. Like we'll have to see. But as far as I stand with my take on this, you know, it's in L.A. Mm-hmm. Division opponents. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. No. I think it'll be a very close game, in fact. And because, like, when a team meets in the playoffs for the third time that year, the coaches know each other. The players know each other. Obviously, you're well acquainted with each other that season. I think, and you get two great offensive minds on each side of the ball, and it'll be interesting because I don't, I haven't really looked at how healthy the Cardinals will be. I know they've been battling a lot of that stuff. Um, I don't think D Hop's playing. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure about D Hop's availability. Um. That could be huge. Yeah. Obviously, it will be huge. He's yeah. a huge playmaker. It will be. I, I'm just not sure, like, the numbers on that. But, um, you know, I, I really want to take the Cardinals, but I just don't know if I can right now. Um, you know, the Rams' defense, that's a playoff defense right there. And defense is what will win you games in the playoffs most of the time. And... The Rams got it, obviously. They have the names. They have the play. They have the charisma. They have it all, man, on defense. And maybe it hasn't looked at like it at some points this year, but no teams on either side of the ball have looked promising mm-hmm. at times this year. So I like the Rams. Um, unfortunately, because I do really like that Cardinals team, and they're really fun to watch, but they've just been kind of trending downwards as of late. Um I remember when they started off like 10-1, and one, but it'll still be a very good game, and I think it'll be a high-scoring one. I think it'll be one of those jaunts where the Rams' defense stops Kyler Murray on that game-winning drive-type vibe, um, because like I said, I feel like defense is what wins you that thing. Mm-hmm. So give me the Rams stopping Kyler on a game-winning drive and give me... Give me 31 to 28 Rams. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a good prediction. Um I can confirm DeAndre Hopkins will not oh, that's play huge, man. on Monday. Yeah. I'll definitely um, stick with my prediction then. Yeah, I was going to say I I don't feel like me telling you that would have really yeah. <laughs> changed your mind any. Um I would have loved to if, see a D-Hop Ramsey though in the playoffs. Yes. Yes. But JJ Watt though status is unconfirmed right now okay it's unknown not that that will change would change <laughs> my mind to be to be honest i'm sorry but jj watt hasn't really been the high impact player that he used to be um no offense to you jj watt i'm sure you're not listening to our podcast but yeah i mean very if unlikely. Any, very unlikely if you are use it as motivation <laughs> but here's here's my take where you're totally 100% right. The Cardinals have been trending downwards. They've, the end of the year, they've played some of their worst football, where the beginning of the year, they were red hot. Yeah. Like, smoking hot. So hot that people were saying they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl, which to me seemed, always seemed crazy 
Because the turnaround was so quick. Yeah. It's hard to get a turnaround that fast. Unless you're the Chiefs. Unless you're the... Yeah, well, I mean, the Chiefs, even before Mahomes was the man, I mean, Alex Smith was not bad. I know. Just saying. I know, but all I'm saying is... If Alex Smith was their quarterback right now, I'd feel really good about Sunday. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? Fan. He'd be like, check down, check down, check down, check down. He'd be spamming it. Would I still take the Chiefs? Probably. <laughs> but I wouldn't be as confident about that. Um, but here's the thing about this Rams-Cardinals game. Although the Cardinals have been very inconsistent at the end of this year, their run game has actually been quite impressive. James Conner has looked like one of the top-tier running backs in the NFL in this Cardinals offense. Yeah. And I know that pains for you to hear that. Well, it just goes to show, man, that all it takes is like the right scheme for you to fit in. Yeah. So sometimes like it just doesn't work out with a certain team, and you could be great on another team. Right. It's just crazy. Like That literally goes to show how much scheme and coaching matters in the NFL. Yeah, I, I but here and I feel like Pittsburgh didn't take or didn't take advantage of James Conner's pass catching abilities cuz I've seen some James Conner's catches this year with the Cardinals. One-handers and he's stuff. Gra- he's snagging one-hand <laughs> catches. And I was like, why were the Steelers not taking advantage of we this? We just viewed him as a power back. I but know, yeah. but this boy could snag him. Yeah. He's snagging one-handed catches like he's a wide receiver. I know. And I'm impressed by that. Here's another thing is these two guys, Stafford and Kyler Murray, were viewed early on as MVP MVP, favorites. yes, MVP candidates. And they've both cooled off. Who do I trust more in this playoff game? I trust Kyler Murray more. I trust him a lot more with his decision-making and his accuracy and his mobility. Matthew Stafford is not a bad quarterback, but he has thrown far more interceptions this year than I thought he would. There's some games where he'll throw four picks or four touchdowns without a pick, and then other games where he'll throw a touchdown with a couple picks. I think this Cardinals... Offense or defense is going to take advantage of of this fact. What you have to do when you're playing against the Rams, you got to take care of Cooper Cup. Yeah. If you if you manage Cooper Cup, they can win this game. And to be honest, I really like the Cardinals in this game. I like that. I I like the Cardinals against the Rams. I don't think Stafford's going to play great. He doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. I think he's only played in one playoff game. <laughs> so to say he has more experience, like he has more experience in the league, but in pressure type situations, I trust Kyler Murray more. And I'm going to take the Cardinals in LA. <sighs> Should be kind of a high scoring game. I'll take, uh, I'll take the Arizona Cardinals 27 to 24. And the Rams will drive down the field at the end of the game, set up their kicker. I think it's Matt Gay. Is 
<laughs> I think I'm no, I'm serious. Their no, kicker is Matt Gay. I know you're serious. Just the way you said it, man. Matt Gay. And that's a very unfortunate last and name. And I think Matt Gay will end it at the end of the game. And they'll be like, damn, I wish we still had Zerline. Because Zerline <laughs> bailed us out so many times. I'll take I'm gonna take the Cardinals in this one. I really like them in this game, even without D Hop. No, I, I give me give me Arizona. I like that take, man, and I I like the point you made about, you know, if you can find a way to at least, not necessarily completely stop, but at least limit Cooper Cup, they can win this game, and that's a very true point. You have, you, okay, that that's the biggest thing about their defense. If yeah. you are not king on Cooper Cup, if you let Odell Beckham Jr. beat you in this game, if I'm an Arizona Cardinals staff member or coach, yeah. I can I can sleep at night. I'm not going to sleep at night if I'm getting beat by the Rams with them dinking and dumping to Cooper Cup every other play. Yeah, no, you can't let Coop get double-digit receptions. No. You have to let Odell beat you, you this game. Yeah, that's the thing about the Rams. You have to let their other players beat you because Cooper Cup has shown this year he is a great playmaker. He finds open spaces in the defense. And if you can't stop him, there's a great chance you're going to lose. Yeah, 100%. So I agree. That, that's what I'm saying. I feel like their offense, uh, as of right now, without Robert Woods, because yeah. Robert Woods really was a lot better route runner in certain spots than yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. is, it really changed their offense, and they relied on Cooper Cup more. You, you got to stop him. You got to stop that boy. You yeah. got to. No, they have to if they want to win, and I agree. But, yeah, I'm really excited, man. Playoff time, baby. It'll be cool. We'll definitely hit you guys with the recap um, in our second to next episode. Indubitably. Because we already have one recorded with a, a, a music one. Um, yes. So we'll release that right after we release this. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Is there anything else? No, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll catch you. Oh, next. We'll, we'll, <laughs> you're we'll, just we'll, looking at me, we'll, so I, well, I, I didn't know. You want to say something? We'll see you next time. All right, <laughs> catch you later. Thank you guys.